welcome to Revolutionary Women. My name is Tess Silverman. Women around the world are constantly creating ways to make a difference in their communities, and today's guest is no exception. This week marks Revolutionary Women's one-year anniversary. Since airing this podcast a year ago, many of my guests have gone on to create incredible initiatives that are benefiting their communities. With that in mind, I thought I would invite my very first guest from a year ago, Cynthia Changit Levin, to talk about what she's been up to since she was on my show. Cynthia is a mother, advocate, writer, and speaker, a rare breed of nonpartisan activist who works across a variety of issues. She coaches volunteers of all ages to build productive relationships with members of Congress. She advocated side-by-side with her two children from their toddler to teen years and crafted a new approach to advocacy based upon her strengths as a mother. Cynthia's writing and work has appeared in the New York Times, the Financial Times, the Washington Post, and many other national and regional publications. She received the 2021 Cameron Duncan Media Award from Results Educational Fund for her citizen journalism on poverty issues. When she's not changing the world, Cynthia is usually curled up reading sci-fi fantasy novels or comic books in which someone else is saving the world. Hi, Cindy. Welcome to Revolutionary Woman again. How are you? I'm doing well, and I'm so excited to be back a second time. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, can you believe it's going to be a year November 2nd? And, you know, I, I can't believe it either. And, you know, that was part of the reason for me um, reaching out to you because, you know, it's been a year. A lot's happened. But mm-hmm. I wanted to, like, really just give people an opportunity who haven't heard about you to like get to know you and what you're up to now. So if you can just describe, you know, a little bit about yourself and then we'll go from there. Sure. So uh, my name is Cynthia Chingit-Levin and uh, I am an activist in St. Louis. My focus is on global health, uh, global poverty, but um, mainly I'm trying to, um, activate moms on whatever issues they feel um, passionate about. So I, I do some volunteer work with Moms Demand Action uh, and uh, Moms Rising. Mm. Um, I, you know, it's like I feel strongly about um, things like global vaccines mm-hmm. and, um, you know, global AIDS and COVID and things like that. But what I see is like so many issues out there need so much work and I just want to be part of that movement of um, you know building up a movement of mothers who mm. are interested in this work so that has been uh, my focus in the last year including writing a book mm-hmm. which um, I was starting to write oh, uh, last yes. time that we talked or well I, I've been writing it for a long time but I was starting to go down the publishing route a year ago and now here it is. Uh, it's October, and the book will be launching in February. So we're That's very close. Awesome! That's really awesome. All right, let's let's get back to that one. But and for sure. so so you're a global health and education and and uh, mm-hmm. poverty advocate, and you've been involved with Results International, UN Foundation, and Care. How, are you still doing that as well? Uh, I am, mm. and um, oh it sounds like a, an awful lot <laughs> on my plate. Um, but really, those three organizations that you mentioned, the um, the issues are so related. Really, when you think about it, those three organizations are working on very, very related issues um, uh, within the global poverty area, um, nutrition and women's empowerment and vaccines. Mm-hmm. Um, education are all so incredibly linked that they're almost to me at this point, you know, one issue. So, you know, we might find that results, it was working on, has a campaign going on one month, whereas like right now, it's the UN Foundation's Shot at Life's um, Mobilized to Immunize campaign. So they're happening mm, right now. That's awesome. And maybe in a couple of months, CARE might pop up doing something on nutrition. So yeah. uh, these things yeah. are kind of cyclical, so they can kind of weave in and out. Right. And they're very related. Yeah, I mean, and these issues are not going anywhere until we no. definitely address them, like, you know, uh, keep addressing them. So, but that's awesome. Um, 
So for years you've been, you were a blogger about parenting and advocacy, but then 2007, 2016 happened. Yeah. What shifted, what shifted for you then? That was, that was really a pivotal point. Um, the 2016 election is, mm-hmm. was a wake up call for a lot of women. And you saw this yeah. um, play out with the women's March, right? Yes. When, you know, just thousands of women um, went out to DC to, you know, raise their voices together and protest. Mm -hmm. And I found my phone was just ringing off the hook. (laughs) People who maybe I hadn't spoken to for years Uh who had been either reading my blog or just looking at my social media posts and saying, this advocacy thing that you're doing, Mm -hmm. how do you do it? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Um, I found myself giving a lot of one-on-one coaching, which was which was wonderful. I reconnected with a lot of people. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's really wow. Okay, it, it was fun, yeah. and it, it always feels good for people to call and ask your opinion and your advice. Um, I also started thinking this is a really inefficient way to go about it. Hmm. <laughs> Talking mm-hmm. to people on one-on-one conversations, um, so. That's when I had had this idea for a book for for quite some time, but that's when I really buckled down to it. It's like um, I wanted this book to be um, to be there for people when I could not mm-hmm. personally be there to hold hands in the middle of the night when right. people are feeling uncertain yeah. or to be there when they have the moment um, in their day when they can call Congress or something and, and need some guidance, can't be there all the time, but Mm -hmm. the book could be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it would definitely be a great way for, for women, especially women to know that, you know what, it's like, you're not the only one who's feeling this way. I mean, yeah, 2016 was a scary, scary time. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) oh, okay, you know, this is what's happening. Now what, you know? Yeah. And, you know, we've gone this far and we haven't mentioned the name of the book, which I probably should. Yes. <laughs> it's called yes. Uh, From Changing Diapers to Changing the World, Why Moms Make Great Advocates and How to Get Started. So it's really meant to be um, some inspiration and making the case statements about why, what moms bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And it's also meant to be a how-to manual mm. that you can just flip to the part of the book if you want to the basics on how to write a letter to the editor, it is right there for you. Hmm. That's interesting, you know, because you had recent, you actually did have a, a, a blog titled Advocacy Made Easy. So right. that was, so this was pre, or was this already part of you? Was that part of you writing the book already? You had it in your head that you want to write a book, but this was just the start of it? Yeah, you're very okay. perceptive, uh, Matt. Uh, so mm-hmm. for for years, I would occasionally drop into my personal blog. Um, I would put a heading on it called Advocacy Made Easy. Mm-hmm. And I would have instructions for, you know, how to write a, um, a handwritten letter to Congress mm-hmm. or how to hold an, an outreach meeting for your issue right. at your house or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And you know, that was kind of like the, the genesis of the book. And I was like playing with that. So what you will find there, if you compare the back of the book to mm-hmm. my Advocacy Made Easy blogs, mm-hmm. you're going to see a lot of similar content. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's okay. kind of a handy reference place. So you don't have to look all over my blog for it. That's really great. And, and you know, I mean, gosh, for, when you started just saying it's like how to write a letter to your editor and how to meet your your elected officials I had no clue and that because I was never really politically inclined growing up I was Mm -hmm. just like all right whatever that was you know I'll vote but I really was not as invested as as since 2016 that's when I'm like wait a second (laughs) you know it's like how do I do this and what can I do and and then when I got involved with results attending the results conference and going to and and doing the lobbying I was just like whoa okay yeah it was really (laughs) really it made a huge impact on me because I'm like oh this is where 
your dollars at work are going. You know, this this is where, you know, you you definitely this is how you make things happen. You go to your elected officials and then, you know, you you have a conversation with them and it's very energizing. Most people that I take are very nervous to start mm-hmm. with because yep. and I'll back up and I'll just give you a big capital all caps same. Mm-hmm. I did not grow up doing this. Mm-hmm. We, nobody emerges from the womb yeah. knowing how to do all this stuff and right. I had a public school education where I just learned about three branches of government mm-hmm. and yep. I did what I did, could to get an A in the class. I even did a little extra credit um, doing some campaign work for, uh, work for Michael Dukakis. Mm-hmm. That's how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But, okay. Uh-huh. But yeah, I, I had to learn all this later. Um, I didn't come to advocacy until I was a mother mm-hmm. and started getting invested in these issues. Um, but yeah, going back to what we were saying, most people are pretty nervous when they start out, get totally energized when they're in a meeting and they think, well, that wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. Or, <laughs> yeah. you know, that was just people having a conversation. Right. But the trick is, if you are really going to make some lasting change, is to keep going back, mm. to build that, um, build that relationship with the, not only the members of Congress, but even their staff members mm. and the people who are getting the work done, mm-hmm. setting things in front of their bosses. That is where the magic happens. So, Cindy, have you done that numerous times? Have you developed relationships with your Congress people and the staff and elected officials? I mean, uh, it's I just say- like that's almost <laughs> like a second, like, I don't know, it's like a second job pretty much like trying to yeah okay <laughs> I hate calling it that but it's it's like okay one more thing to add to your plate no it can be it, okay. it can be um but it's you know one of those things that you have to decide well number one um mm-hmm. you have to decide whether like how you want to advocate you know mm. what what is your personality are right. you somebody who's like more introspective or you know are you a really good writer mm-hmm. so that writing opinion pieces is more your thing mm-hmm. or are you somebody who is a people person mm-hmm. that likes talking to people on the phone or likes to go to meetings um you know that's something that everybody has to answer for themselves right um and you know <laughs> i'm kind of laughing you said it was like a, a second job but mm-hmm. it, it really can be it just depends on how much time you want to devote to it right. um most days uh-huh. <laughs> most days it's like fitting in a phone call to call up my senator and say hey i want you to vote for this bill and by mm-hmm. the way i'm not talking to my senator mm-hmm. i'm, <laughs> I'm leaving to... a message right oh okay I'm either leaving a message with voicemail or I'm talking to an aide mm-hmm. or something like that. But most days it's just, you know, carving in those little two minutes, um, maybe while you're in a carpool line mm-hmm. or um, maybe I, I like to do it when I wake up in the morning mm-hmm. because, um, you know how they say about making your bed, mm-hmm. like it's a thing you did yeah. and then you feel good about it. If I call Congress first thing in the morning, nobody can take that away from me. Mm-hmm. I have accomplished something. Right, right. <laughs> um, ah, but to awesome. go back to your other question, I feel like I keep ignoring your, your questions because no, okay. I get excited. That's okay. Um, no, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> you asked me if I had done this like numerous times to build relationships, and I would say uh, to varying levels of success. Mm-hmm. Some are more open to it than others. Uh-huh. Um, one... Uh, uh, my first member of Congress, um, my first representative, when I, well, when I started doing this work, the, the first person that I had reached out to was uh, Congresswoman Jan Schakowsky mm-hmm. up in the uh, Chicago area. Right. You and mentioned her is, the last time. Okay. Yeah. She is just very, very open to talking to constituents. So it's not hard to see her. And in fact, sometimes I would lobby her at a farmer's market because mm-hmm. she's like an out and about town local kind of person. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, some are harder to reach because they spend much more time in Washington, D.C. or something. But right. I will say that my current Congresswoman, Ann Wagner, um, 
she also knows me by name and one of the places that I ran into her was her polling place <sighs> that I was uh, I had volunteered to hand out some campaign literature uh -huh. and nobody arrived the whole day Wow! except for Ann Wagner. She was the only person who voted wow. <laughs> during my shift. <laughs> oh my gosh. And she got out of the car and she said, Oh, hey, Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> that must make you feel good knowing that, you know, these people, you've formed relationships with them and whether you know, they really are working on the issues you're concerned about, you know, at least they have, you know, you're in their heads. They know who you right. are, which is, that's really, that's, that's really great. So and we don't agree on everything. Well, for yeah. Sure. yeah. Even the ones <laughs> that I'm aligned with most things, uh -huh. there's nobody aligned that, that I'm aligned with a hundred percent on everything. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that Americans forget sometimes. Mm, yeah. You're never going to find a perfect candidate. You have to get the person who's going to get you closest to where you want to be. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're having another election, you know, so it's, it is, mm. I mean, when we did this, when we start, when I started this podcast as and you having, and you being my first guest, we were talking about the election. It, I, I mean, I had <laughs> on election yeah. day and it was like, whoa, you know, and a lot's happened since then. Thank goodness. You know, it was like, we yeah. are. But, you know, there's still so much that we that we need to accomplish. Um, so with with that in mind, um, so you titled your book, you know, From Changing Diapers to Changing the World. Um, and I'm sorry, maybe I'm paraphrasing why moms make great advocates. Is that correct? Yep, and okay. how to get started. And how to get yep. started. It's a long title. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I love the title. And why do you think moms great make great advocates? I believe that there are some traits of moms. And, you know, I, I go ahead and I generalize in the book. Mm. Um, and it's okay mm -hmm. if you read the book and you don't, like, say, you know, oh, that's, you know, exactly um, <laughs> every part of it is exactly me. You know, we're all different women and things like that. Um, but I think that there are some traits that are common among many mothers that lend themselves very well to advocacy. And um, one is that we're persistent. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. This is like a, a very much needed advocacy or advocate trait. Um, because if you have one meeting and you never follow up on it, sometimes it's like that meeting never happened at all. Mm. Um, you know, we can't make it easy for them. Yeah. But what do we do as moms of moms of, you know, toddlers of moms of teens? Mm -hmm. We remind, mm -hmm. we <laughs> nudge, yeah. we encourage, mm -hmm. sometimes we tell sternly, yeah. but, you know, we have, you know, it might take like three, four five times to tell your kid to pick up the laundry. But if you want them to do it, themselves instead mm -hmm. of you doing it all the time there has to be you know some sort of learning thing there and I think that um, moms have a way of um, channeling that persistence and especially when you get up to Capitol Hill I think that patient mom face mm -hmm. is something <laughs> that's kind of needed mm -hmm. because there's a lot of like there's a lot of yelly faces up there too, right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I think that a lot of the staff that um, I work with are very, um, uh, if they're not charmed, they're at least appreciative that <laughs> I'm not mm -hmm. yelling at them mm -hmm. and that I'm you know, being cordial. And um, that leads into another point, which is I think that we are good in some of the most important skill sets that we teach our kids when they're in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. Be polite, mm -hmm. say thank you, let everybody have a turn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> These mm -hmm. are things that are very familiar from those playground rules, but will serve you very well if you're leading an advocacy team. Mm -hmm. um, but those are like a couple of, uh, I think I have five or six of them in the book, but mm -hmm. those, um, Oh, well, it was in the blog, I think, that you referenced yes. earlier. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I thought it was really brilliant 
um, the way you maybe you could drop that it. in the uh, notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and actually, I'm putting that um, I'm putting that link of your post on on as part of your bio. Um, but I I thought it was really it was it was really um, when I read that it was like very straight to the point, and you know it was just like okay it's it's logical it's 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 like okay it's nothing that would be so complex that you would be like oh no I can't do that you know <laughs> it's like, I mean ev- really every person who can do it can do it yeah. you know it's like it, it's all about like you said it's like it's it's going back to the basics you know <laughs> it's like and when I had to laugh it's like yeah when you when you were talking about it as like saying to your kindergartner and say please say thank you and you know it's like and you know it's like and it's it doesn't have to be I mean I love that it's boiled down to the basics because you know at the end of the day they they also want to be heard you know they also want to be respected and and you know nine times out of ten you know it's hard to do that when you're yelly (laughs) It, you, you yeah, know, you can't you can't hear each other's um, point of view if you're like combative. So that's really yeah. yeah. I and love I that. I hope that I you're saying it's it's boiled down um, to an easy understand way. I hope that that I'm doing that in the book, and that's one of the points too is that moms tend to explain things pretty mm-hmm. well. Right. Um, we get used to it when we're. Um, you know, we've got these little people, they're, yeah. they're a little stature and a little skill, right. you know, <laughs> we've got right. to teach them how to do things. And I kind of make a joke in the book and I say, if you can sit on the floor and explain a concept to second graders, then you're speaking plainly enough that mm-hmm. a member of Congress can understand you. And like, that mm-hmm, sounds mm-hmm. like snarky and a joke, but like, I really mean it because mm-hmm. you have to like bring things down to the basic parts and deliver it in a rather engaging way that they will listen to it because right. yeah. members of Congress get bored too. Yeah. <laughs> They're just people. Yeah. Yeah. And they like a good story that they right. can remember if you're, if you're telling a story, maybe yeah. of, uh, a school in, um, in Ghana or something like mm-hmm. that, that had a really great success story, but that wow. will stick with them more than, lots of numbers and statistics so we we know that from talking to kids yeah yeah I I think it goes a long way if you're talking about experiences as opposed to numbers for sure yeah 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 so that's 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 powerful and and I think that makes that makes sense um and so you mentioned that your book will be coming out February 2022 that is awesome um, it's soon. That's soon. <laughs> I know. I mean, this is like we were talking about it last year, and then here it is already. You know. Yeah. And it, I, I think it's incredible because you've gone through, you've been, you, you've done a lot within that year, and I think it's admirable that you're still like so, you know, you you're so determined and passionate about the causes that you're still um, committed to. And and on top of that, like it was like, okay, look, there's more work to do. <laughs> I'm not done, you know. So, but and this is just another thing that I'd like. I mean, you're you're really preparing not just you know moms, but really the next generation to hopefully, you know, go about the um, advocacy, you know, the way they're more they're most comfortable. Because if you're not comfortable, you're not going to go out there. You know, yeah. and, I was like, and and that's how I felt initially. I did not get involved with any advocacy, like I said before, until 2016. And then I met these moms, my mom group. Um, yeah, it just happened that they were that we were all moms, you know. And then one, my girlfriend started it, and it was an activism, grassroots activism. Uh, group out on Long Island, and then we like, oh, oh, we just great. come, yeah. It was called Action Together Long Island. We call ourselves Atley, and then I became part of their newsletter. I I became managing editor of their newsletter, and then you know just started like, and it was amazing because we were like, wow. When I walked in, I'm like, there are a lot of people. <laughs> this is awesome, you know. And I, thought, I love that I like, name oh. too. Yeah. Action Together. <laughs> Action Together Long Island. Yeah, um, we still have a Facebook page. Um, a lot, unfortunately, a lot of our members have done different, have are off to different things, but we still like check in with each other. 
Um, but it's great because it really gave us a foundation of what was so important, especially when that whole, um, you know, that whole issue with children being separated from their mothers. And we're like, are you serious? <laughs> you know, it's like, oh. are you serious? Oh, yeah. You're talking was, about at the border. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it, think, it um, oof, yeah. What was your experience it, like with that? With that when when that happened? Uh, when that happened, um, actually, that was when my youngest daughter went to her first protest. Wow! How <laughs> incredible! Is, yeah, and um, I am. I will full disclosure. I'm not a really good protest person. Hmm. Remember how I was saying it's like you have to kind of like find out what you're good at, yes, what you're yes. comfortable with. And and by the way, it's not just about comfort. You, you do have to stretch your comfort zone at some time, but I do believe that you should probably start mm-hmm. somewhere mm-hmm. where you're um, at, at least a little bit comfortable. But mm-hmm. uh, so a protest is really stretching it for me. Mm-hmm. And okay. um, we uh, were in D.C. for something else oh, wow. for a different conference. Uh-huh. And there was going to be, I believe, um, FCNL, Friends Committee on National Legislation. They're the, uh, a Quaker organ- advocacy organization. Mm-hmm. And I think I heard through them that there was going to be like a vigil and, and rally, like that type of protest. It wasn't uh-huh. a march right. um, up by the White House. Uh-huh. And I'm like, you know what? This is an important moment. And my kids, uh, who are teens, like they fully understand what is happening here. So yeah. we went and got our signs and wow. went to the White House. So that's yeah, amazing. That, yeah. That issue I remember pretty well. Um, but yeah, stretching yourself, I think, is important because mm-hmm. it also makes your heart race a little bit, which reminds you <laughs> mm-hmm. that, uh, <laughs> yeah. that these things are important. Yeah. And however uncomfortable mm-hmm. I am, I'm telling you, it is way more uncomfortable for a child to be separated from their parents. Mm. And I am willing to take on some of this discomfort in the hopes that they don't have to. Right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, how I I couldn't even fathom why that was even an idea. (laughs) You know, like, what, 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 what are we doing here? And what, how are we doing this? to people? How are we doing this to mothers, you know, let, I mean, families? So, yeah, my husband and I were out there. We had our, you know, our signs on. And and it's funny because that's how I met Jennifer Burden's cousin, <laughs> who is ah. also a world bomb now. Yeah, we had, we were in the same block. We actually, I actually noticed her daughter because she was so cute. And I mentioned, like, oh, my gosh, she's adorable. And she's like, oh, thank you. And then so she tells Jen that afternoon, oh, yeah, I was doing this. I was at this corner. And she's like, wait, my friend Tess was there. And she was like, what? <laughs> and sure enough, when, you know, when she connected the two of us and we're like, oh, my God, you were at the one at Staples. It's like, yes. <laughs> it was like, we were both standing, like, right like she was behind me with her husband and her daughter and Mike and I were in front of her with our signs and we were just like wow that's really like it was just weird but really cool you know you should say because we haven't mentioned um on this you should just say a few words about who Jen Burden was yes well yeah Um, well I was gonna ask you I know she's been on a podcast I was gonna ask you how you first got involved with World Moms Network because that's how we met. Right. So that was through um, the United Nations Shot at Life campaign oh. that we were among about 40 moms and a few dads um, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. were tapped to be the founding members of um, the Shot at Life campaign. Oh, and the, huh. Yeah. And so I think she was brought in because of World Moms Network that she founded, yes. you know, as a blogger. And I was probably invited because of my work with results um, mm. that uh, I had a lot of experience already that I was bringing to the table wow. around um, lobbying. Uh-huh. So when I went there, I didn't have a blog. 
I didn't have Twitter. I didn't have anything. Uh And I, in fact, I thought it was really rude that all these women opened up their laptops (laughs) when the speakers started because I was such a novice. I didn't understand that they were live tweeting and they were taking notes for their blogs. Oh, that's so funny. I was like, how rude everybody is here. How strange. (laughs) Now, years later, I'm a blogger too. Yeah. Um, But, you know, one thing... I want to say about Jennifer while she's not here so we can say really nice things about her and she'll have to be embarrassed about it later. Exactly. Um, (laughs) She has been such a cheerleader for me. Um, I first had this idea for a book um, around 2012 or something like that. And the Shot at Life campaign took a handful of us to uh, Uganda Mm. and we were supposed to... um, be traveling around and seeing health programs, talking to moms through translators, and then blogging about it, taking the stories back to our members of Congress. But in the back of this VW um, van, Mm -hmm. we were bumping along the road. (laughs) To Jen, I'm like, I want to tell you something I've never told anybody. I'm thinking of writing a book. And she was so enthusiastic um, and such a cheerleader that I felt comfortable sharing little bits of it uh-huh. as I would write it over the years. And we caught up again going to the World Bank for World Moms Network. And I had shared like a, a chunk of it, uh-huh. like a chapter with uh-huh. her. And she was in the back of the cab saying, oh, Cindy, I know exactly what I want to say in one of those like testimonial blurbs oh, that they put cool. on the back of the book. Oh, my gosh. And it. It just, when women can support each other and we can get so excited about each other's projects, it really makes a difference because I had a lot of like imposter syndrome Hmm. around that. Like, who am I to write this? And um, so when it came time to seek out those testimonials, Mm -hmm. you know who the first person I called was Was Jennifer Jennifer Burton. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She is. She is such an amazing, amazing cheerleader and supporter i mean when i started this podcast i know i was telling her about it she's like oh that's amazing okay so who you know who do you need you know it's like do you want anybody it was like and i'm like and it's funny because i said well you know if maybe i can like you know share it on on world moms you know contributors and i just said anything anything you need and it's like oh yeah i, I love that woman and and <laughs> i i do i i think that she's just so um, just so caring and, and really wants the best for every person, you know, and, and she, she's just amazing. And, and I love her to death. And, and, you know, I, I think what I had to laugh when you were talking about, you know, like, we're in the back of this VW van, and, you know, and she's just like all about, okay, I know what you should do, or I, I know <laughs> I could do this for you, you know. Um, and she really is, it is just like, I, I, she, to me, she is like a mentor to me, you know, because she yeah. didn't have to take me in as a writer. Uh, as a matter of fact, I actually submitted a few posts before they could let me in, you know, and I just kept trying. Mm-hmm. I kept submitting to Elizabeth and Elizabeth Adelaide. And finally, by the third post, she says, all right, Jen, we need to let her in. <laughs> she's, you know, <laughs> she's really all about like, you know humanitarian stuff and and um you know human rights stuff and because I really believed that World Moms was incredible you know just the amount of of the writers and and just the content you know and yeah we took a break for a while but you know now we're really up and going and she she's never lost she has never lost that you know like um I guess that passion for getting world moms out there so and and with that you know she's like so supportive of anyone you know who who she's like she backs you up for sure so I think it's a a great model you know for for all of us and you know it's maybe what I'm trying to do um in the book is like create this you know manuscript that is essentially being your warm funny loving cheerleader friend Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that you can do things that maybe you didn't think you could do before oh i love that 
Yeah, no, yeah. no, it makes sense. It makes sense because this book was already in your head since 2012. Goodness, you know. Um, and, oh, and so little, long ago. <laughs> but no, but uh, it had to. It had to take this time because I think you were kind of still, you know, you had a lot on your plate, and you were still like trying to figure out what is the best way I can present this. Right. I think I was still learning. And yeah. also by because it has taken this long, we have even that many stories yeah. to, shall, to share. And when I say we, I mean my family, mm-hmm. because um, my daughters have advocated along with me mm-hmm. <laughs> this That's whole time. Great. It's started out because of a lack of child care, which mm-hmm. is a different problem in the United mm-hmm. States. But mm-hmm. um you know, I, I actually wasn't working at that time, so I'm not mad that an employer wasn't providing childcare. Mm-hmm. I just, mm-hmm. I was a stay-at-home mom at the time. Right. And, um, you know, I took my children along with me when they were toddlers, and mm-hmm. they would draw in crayon sitting at the table. And um, <laughs> yeah. through middle schoolers, middle school years, they started to speak up a little more. Yeah. And now as high schoolers, they are... Um, leaders within other organizations mm-hmm. um, teaching other people how to do these same things. So um, we had to live through some of those stories. Yeah. And I wow. would say that living through COVID. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was I was a little grumpy, actually, that I didn't land an agent um, before COVID. Mm-hmm. But what it did was I took that extra time while I was looking for an agent, Mm -hmm. um, which I never got, by the way, it's a whole other topic of conversation, how I decided to go with a hybrid publisher. Mm -hmm. But um, I took that extra time and I'm writing a lot about global health, right? Mm -hmm. And COVID was busy turning the whole world upside down and making all my statistics not relevant anymore. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> not that it, it wasn't relevant, but um, it's changed for sure. I definitely had to rewrite yeah. some sections of it. Yeah. yeah, and it's still going. So yeah, you know, yeah, we're still in it. You know, whatever else anyone's saying, it's we're still in it. Um, yeah, I bristle a little bit when people say, "Hey, isn't it great?" Uh, you know, being uh, post-pandemic, I'm like, we're really not. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think so. You know, I was like, I'm sorry. I, I, yeah, I was like, I don't understand why why someone would say that. But because no, we're still we're still in it. So, um, so you know, I, I I love that you mentioned Jen. And so my next question was, is there someone you credit for where you are now? You mentioned Jennifer. Is there anyone else? Uh, you mean that you would credit uh, for in terms of your book? Oh, for the book, yeah. Um, uh, I would, I think that, well, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention my husband, right? <laughs> <laughs> because it's really, really um, a blessing to have a cheerleader at home. Mm. And um, uh, he's also somebody who has, um, you know, supported me not only emotionally, but uh, financially through mm-hmm. this kind of thing, because it's you know, kind of turning out that this is our our work as a couple. We raised this family, mm-hmm. and um, he has allowed me to dedicate myself to these uh, bigger causes, which mean that his fingerprints are all over it as well. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that that would be pretty crappy if I didn't put him <laughs> right up there. <laughs> Give Jen all the credit. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow. Okay. So your hubby. Um, yeah. and Jen, um, but you, you did mention someone, um, you mentioned Shannon Watts, I, I, from what I read. Oh, um, yeah, uh, when our earlier conversation, we talked about that a little bit, you know, um, that's interesting. I don't know Shannon Watts personally, mm-hmm. let's just uh, right up front here. I'm not going to misrepresent something, but I've been watching her and, you know, when I first started writing this book, I was like, uh, I think I'm just going to talk about nutrition mm. and, and global health issues because they're not very controversial, right? Mm-hmm. Well, COVID eventually became partisan, yeah. which is really lame and sad that that happened. But, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's 
a lot of what I work on are issues that, um, of, you know, child health and nutrition and, and things like that, education. And um, it would be hard to find, well, maybe Planned Parenthood, but there are some like issues that are so hot button in America mm. uh, and uh, gun violence is one of those, yes. which is, you know, I just talked about child health. Gun violence is a major factor in child health, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. mental health and physical health here yeah. in the United States. So it shouldn't be a partisan issue. But I watched this woman be quite outspoken and to, you know, put out her own book and to, you know, be outspoken on social media and things like that. And like, just, you know, watch her be attacked mm. for those views. Yeah. And I was like, you know what, I need to get um, a little bit of a backbone here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because mm-hmm. I'm really talking about, you know, largely nonpartisan issues. I, um, this book is more about here are the tools. Here's generally how you do it. I'm not telling you what to believe. I'm telling you how to do these things. Mm-hmm. But when you read the book, you'll get a fairly good idea of where I stand mm. okay. <laughs> on issues as well. Right. But I think that just watching her example mm-hmm. of um, if she was not um, a political figure mm-hmm. before she started Moms Demand. I mean, she's a grassroots advocate, mm-hmm. you know, much like I was, but um, watching her example made me, um, uh, it didn't necessarily inspire me to start, mm-hmm. but it helped give me the perseverance to continue on by watching her. And I'm very thrilled and honored and charmed that she gave me a very nice quote oh, <laughs> uh, recommending amazing. my book. Really? Others, even though we have not personally met. Wow, that's incredible. I love, oh my gosh, that's really cool. Oh, wow. Well, you know, I mean, there's, like you said, there's so many issues out there. And, and yeah, it's unfortunate that we have to worry about gun violence, you know. And, and I surely thought after Newtown, you know, I was just like, okay, something's got to give. But nope. We're still going through it. We're still, yep. it's, and it's sad. And it's, it's like, you know, when is it going to end? And I, I can't, uh, you know, and you mentioned COVID and, you know, and, and all, on top of that with COVID was the anti, um, anti-Asian hate, you know, it's like, oh, okay. So this was like being centered around, um, a, a group of of uh, and uh, this I guess this group of people who were who they were um, who people have been or or some people have been like you know targeting and it's like and and then of course there's guns involved there's there's violence involved and I'm like yeah we're we're like there's so much <laughs> there's still so much out there so there's so much to do and. Um we it's impossible to clone ourselves and mm-hmm. honestly we wouldn't want to yeah. even if we yeah. had the technology because what we need is a widespread movement of diverse people and you know different kinds of voices mm-hmm. uh, speaking out on these things you wouldn't want uh, you know a million Tesses and you wouldn't want a million Cindy's mm-hmm. um, you yeah. know we need um, a people of you know all sorts of different backgrounds mm-hmm. um, to come together on these issues. And so that's why I'm starting to feel more and more strongly about, you know, building the movement and empowering um, mothers to speak out on, on whatever issue yeah. is weighing most heavily on their hearts, keeping them up at night, yeah. affecting their families mm-hmm. and their incomes yeah. and, um, you know, preventing their children from having the best start at life that uh, that uh, the best start at their lives yeah. um, that they could. Yeah, no, totally agree. I totally agree. Wow. Okay. Um, so with that, what are your 
immediate goals? Oh, they're they're so concrete. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, last time you asked me that a year ago, I was like kind of hand wavy, like, well, I hope to get this book out in mm-hmm. maybe a year or two or something like that. And now it's more like it's here. Okay, so yeah. The, um, the book is at proofing right now. It's at the final proofreading, and then it goes to layout, oh, and then <laughs> that's amazing. So, yeah, so my my goals get very concrete, and they're with a on a timeline. I have a publisher called Publish Your Purpose Press, mm-hmm. uh, which is quite alliterative, so it's fun to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, they keep me on track, and um, so what I need to keep my eye on is like what is this launch going to look like Mm -hmm. and I hope Mm -hmm. I don't know this Mm -hmm. but I hope that we're going to have a 2022 full of conferences opening up to be Mm. in person and things like that wouldn't that be great yeah yeah (laughs) and then I can get out and meet moms and talk to them about the book right and, um, yeah I mean boy just meeting new people at all would be yes fun. exactly <laughs> and it's funny because I was in North Carolina this past weekend and I met up with another world mom um that we know Elena and you know we were both like saying oh my gosh we need a reunion we need a world mom's reunion you know um and it would be so nice you know I, I'm hoping that you know it does 2022 I hope that it, we can do that um yeah. you know we'll see what happens you know so far well you know we're still like okay we're waiting we're on a waiting period um but, I am, go ahead I'm sorry no I was gonna say I, I'm watching online uh, a number of these organizations like sometimes they'll tentatively put up like that they're going to have an event, and then it'll be taken down. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like they're not sure yet. Maybe. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. My husband speaks at conferences. That's part of what he does. And he was slated to work, speak at four, and then two got, got canceled. You know, he was still able to go to two, but they were very, very good at, with their um, COVID protocols. So I felt comfortable, you know, of him yeah. going. And, you know, it's definitely like, you know, um, they everyone had to wear a mask inside, um, and even speakers, if they didn't feel comfortable taking off their mask, they could speak, you know, while having a mask on. So I said, okay, I'm good with that, you know, because I was like, yeah, well, I don't want to take chances. So I will say that what I'm really proud of with a lot of these communities, um, and you know, I, I say proud, but that's a weird word because I don't make the decisions, <laughs> but um. <laughs> What I take, I take pleasure in seeing that a lot of these organizations have done a wonderful job of doing virtual conferences, mm-hmm. and it has made advocacy very accessible. Yes. Um, and when I'm talking about accessibility, I'm talking about the moms like me, like when I started, that mm-hmm. I didn't have enough childcare to stay all the way to lobby day. Right. When I went for my first Bread for the World conference, I stayed the weekend mm-hmm. and then lobby day was like on a Monday or a Tuesday, but I had to go home because right. um, my husband had to go to work and there was nobody else to watch the kids. Right. And yeah. when I say accessibility, I'm also talking to about people who are, you know, physically um, unable to attend the conference mm-hmm. in some way, mm-hmm. um, either because they can't leave the home right. or you know, maybe the wheelchair on a plane is just too much for them. Yeah, man, yeah. there was just a there was just a op-ed or a, a an article that I read about Senator Tammy Duckworth saying about every four or so times that she flies on a plane, um, her wheelchair is broken. Oh, gee. Wow. And it's like can you imagine it's like you yeah. you get up your courage. You, to go to DC to advocate, yeah, and then you get there, your wheelchair is broken. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but yeah. you know, a virtual conference really helps all of that. Mm-hmm. And from the results side of things, I saw like those numbers mm-hmm. of attendees shoot way up. Mm-hmm. Um, That's awesome. And That's really I was on cool. a um, Mothers Out Front. They're mm-hmm. a climate organization, mm-hmm. and 
I'd never heard of them, mm -hmm. but they had a good speaker and I wanted to check it out. And it was just so great to be able to do it from home while I cook dinner. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I appreciate all of these virtual um, events as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and, and you also said that you're, uh, you're working on or started working on an, another book. That's right. Yeah. So if there are any, well, I would say, I was going to say if there's any um, youth advocates listening, but also like moms who are supporting youth advocates mm -hmm. <laughs> or would like their kids to become youth advocates. Uh, I'm working on the next book with my daughter um, that hopefully is for, um, uh, you know, her, she is 17 right now. Mm -hmm. So she's writing about her experience um, being an advocate from grade school, middle school, high school, and things like that. And then I will be chiming in as mom with that perspective. Mm. <laughs> and, oh my and, gosh. You know, uh -huh. it'll address a whole different set of issues. Like, you know, the barriers to moms advocating are very different from the barriers to a 14-year-old mm. advocating, mm -hmm. which can have a lot to do with not being able to drive yeah, yeah, <laughs> or not being trusted by adult advocates mm -hmm. because they're they too young. Yeah. Seem awfully young, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> look at Greta Thunberg. <laughs> I will tell you that some of my best, <laughs> some of my best media writers um, that I have encountered um, have been uh, middle school and high school students wow. because they're writing so many essays for school anyway uh, uh -huh. Uh -huh. that they are very open to learning about it learning the format and just just going for it that's awesome oh my gosh yeah. so okay so you have your personal goals what are the goals that you have for your community uh you know when i don't know if that's something you asked me last year but i i think if you did i would have had like loftier goals about you know combating racism in st louis and things like that and you know mm. i feel like this is something else that COVID has done that it's like the goals that i have my for my community seem like somehow smaller like mm. can we all just wear a mask mm. can, mm -hmm. we, can we get all of our kids like back in school which i think we did mm -hmm. i i for the most part um I mean, I, I do have some friends in different areas that, you know, if their kids have um, uh, different physical issues, um, that they might be still homeschooling and things like that. But, mm -hmm. you know, I just I just feel like our, our the goals for the community are are smaller than they used to be, mm -hmm. but they're still really important. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I see friends of mine here in town that are trying to mobilize for the next elections, mm. like helping people, um, you know, kind of like, Hey, don't forget that mm -hmm. was really hard last time. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, you don't just stop at one election. And yeah. in fact, there's a lot of work to do here in the local state levels. So mm. I hope to support them mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, mm -hmm. but you know, I guess it's nice to be um, engaging in some activities back with the kids in school. Mm -hmm. um, I've got my youngest daughter is in a play, like a real play, mm. where people are going to be live. Wow. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. So <laughs> it's funny. If we can keep getting vaccinated, I keep know. masking up, we can have nice things like that, like a school Again. play. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's funny how we, we, or at least I didn't realize how I'm, how much I took for granted, you know, it's like just getting a cup of coffee, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, oh my gosh, and then, uh, you know, or, or, or at least even going to the movies, you know, it's like, whoa, that was like a year and a half ago, we couldn't do that, <laughs> it was like, oh, you know, and, and still, like, I'm still leery a little bit, but, you know, no, you're right, yeah, there's still... 
I feel like I should mention that the the audience will all be masked and the actors have to put on a mask as soon as they exit the stage. Mm. <laughs> I feel like I have to disclose our, our COVID policies lest anybody think that we're not being careful here oh. in, uh, you know, Ledoux. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad you clarified it because, you know, and who knows, you know, it's like people... I don't know if anyone would even think that, but yeah, I'm glad that you felt you needed to do that. You felt comfortable doing that. <laughs> um, so, all right. So how can anyone get involved with, you know, your, uh, with your book? Is there anything that you need us or you need people to get involved with your book? Oh, thanks for asking. Um, so I have a, an author website at www com, and if you want the most up-to-date um, uh, uh, well updates mm-hmm. <laughs> sounds wrong <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, about the book and, and what's going on and you know how to get it in your local libraries or you know what you can do to help promote it or pre-order an early copy that's where I um kind of announce that kind of stuff i also have an an author page on on facebook but another benefit if you are interested in youth advocacy is um if you sign up for that newsletter when we get rolling and you know writing the next one the newsletter is actually where i sometimes got quotes and ideas for the book like uh every newsletter has a little personal update about me mm-hmm. and then it has um you know what's going on with the book mm-hmm. and it has an advocacy action that you can take and I try to change up the issue uh for every month mm-hmm. and then um right now it doesn't have it because the book is you know in production right now mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. when we start writing the next one I would have a question that asked about and things like that and as people would respond to it you know sometimes they're like oh that's really great and so I would contact the person and talk to them some more and sometimes get like a quote that I would use for the book or just um you know it's like wow I didn't think about that mm-hmm. let's uh let's explore that more cool so that's I don't know I I saw <laughs> I've seen some other authors do that and mm-hmm. I thought it's kind of rare to get a chance to um, actually be in on the creation of a book. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, that is really cool. Okay, so where do you see yourself in five years? In five years, I will have two children out of college. Oh, so wow. That's, or yeah. not, not college, out of high school. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hopefully in college, but uh-huh. at least out of high school. Um, I hope that um, I'm still... I mean, what I hope to do with these books is to get out and get speaking, you know, maybe doing some training, maybe even, you know, developing a coaching um, project around that. My publisher is trying to encourage me to, after this book is out, to have a companion workbook with it. Oh, yeah. And then perhaps do some web-based, you know, coaching of teams or something like that. I don't know how that's going to take shape, but um, I I hope that there's still some sort of speaking going on with that. I can tell mm-hmm. you for certain in five years, I will still be advocating. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I These don't problems are not going away in five <laughs> no. years. No, <laughs> I no. will be here. Yep. I will not stop. Mm-hmm. But I hope that I'll be traveling more because maybe in five years we'll, we will be able to feel a little bit more comfortable using the words post-pandemic and Mm. um, I really am hopeful about my husband moving into um, some iteration of his career where uh, he's more flexible and then we can go and travel around Mm. that would be cool That'd be very five cool. years sounds pretty good. Can we yeah. go there? Yeah, I know, right? I know. Five <laughs> years. I'm good with that. I'm I'm good with that. So is there anything else you'd like to say? Is there anything else you'd like to say to the listeners? Uh, you know, I should have had something better here, but um I just I just want to encourage everybody to find, you know, an issue that that you really care about and 
and speak up in some way, mm. um, whether it be speaking up in written form or making that phone call or sending that tweet, um, uh, get involved. We need you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And if you had one thing to change that you would, that you wish you had done years ago, what would it be? Uh, I think last time I said something really flip, like, uh, starting martial arts training earlier. But yes, you did, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what I said. Yes, you did, um, yeah. You mentioned <laughs> I still that. wish that a little bit, but lately I've been sort of reflecting, and maybe this happens when you have um, kids that are getting to the end of high school. I'm, like, looking back on things I just didn't know mm. as a mom earlier, and um, I think there are some things that I would have changed in my parenting style and um, uh, being more uh, aware of some of the needs of, of my kids that uh, were not apparent at the time. You only know what you know mm -hmm. <laughs> at the time. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then you go and find doctors and people to tell you what's going on when there's a problem. But it's like, oh, mm -hmm. things would have been easier if I'd just known a few things earlier. Well, that's very vague, but I don't feel like they're mm -hmm. my issues to share. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, well, I I totally get it. Yeah. Wow. I think it's pretty universal for parents to like mm -hmm. look back at the end of a, or when you achieve a milestone and say, huh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could yeah. have been smarter different times. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, but you got to where you are because of the path that you went through and you know I mean I I think for me if I, I I wouldn't be where I am if I had taken a different path so I think every step is a step to where I'm supposed to be so yeah um at least for me that's that's, that's a how very I feel attitude. <laughs> <laughs> oh I like you know that. I mean uh, every one of us has you know their days and we definitely have had ours you know, um, but you, you have to also say, look, you know what, I'm still here and I'm here for a reason. And, you know, whatever happened before, hopefully I'll learn from that. Right. So, yeah, well, perhaps I should have, uh, I, I think any of us could have given, you know, the more funny answer of like, which is, um, you know, I would have seen a lot more movies before COVID started. Or... <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As I it... would have gone to see more Broadway theater. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, and my husband making fun of me because of TP, <laughs> you know. And I was like, hmm. And I was like, all right, have you looked in our storage lately? And I said, well, no, because I was being prepared, <laughs> you know. It's like, with... Uh, but it's it's really funny when you look back and you're like, okay, I guess I didn't have to be as as obsessive as I was, you know, with baby wipes and all of that stuff. But um, but you do what you're uh, at the time. I was like, okay, I need to do this. Yeah, so, we all do the best we can. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. For having me on. Oh my gosh. Well, well, I have one more question. So, what? Oh. If you could go back in time, what would you tell your younger self? Now that you're an author. Uh, that one is easy. Is hmm. um, journal more. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I've I've never been a particularly. Um, steady journalist mm -hmm. uh like, like keeping a diary and that kind of stuff mm -hmm. but like as an author and looking back um uh boy it the sections of my life where I did keep a journal mm -hmm. was so useful mm. <laughs> so um, wow. yeah that's that's what I would tell her Aww. and also I think it's good for um personal development to look back and to see the differences in the person that you were and the person that you are. So oh, yeah, that's what I would say sure. to her. Oh, awesome. Well, Cindy, thank you again for coming on. I can't believe it's been a year. Um, but congratulations with the upcoming book being being published in February. Oh, my gosh. Um, thank you. I can't wait for your launch. And uh, I, I 
really, really appreciate you that, that, that you came by again. And, uh, you know, we had more to talk about. You know, this is great. So keep in touch and, and um, you know, keep me posted about, uh, you know, the launch. I will be very interested to, to know, like, you know, what you're going to be doing in terms of getting it out there. Um, so, but thank you. And, and I hope you had a good time. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. And uh, take care and be well, everybody. All right. Take it easy. That's our show for today. I've posted more information about Cynthia Chang at Levin on RevWoman.com. Thank you for listening. And I hope you'll tune in every Thursday for another episode of Revolutionary Woman. You can listen to Revolutionary Woman on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Just a little note, I've launched a Patreon account to support the show. All proceeds will go to producing and editing the episodes to give my poor husband a break for being my personal IT and production department. He wrote this. The address is patreon.com slash revwoman. 